Investing in the wrong camera can honestly be super detrimental to your growth. Welcome to the Video Simplify podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategies to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome entrepreneurs to the Video Simplify podcast with me, your host, <laughs> excuse me, with me, your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. Like I said in the pre-show beginning, having a little weird stuff with my throat. If you're listening to the audio version of this, forgive me um, if I sound a little weird. I'm just trying to get through this, whatever is going on with my throat. It's a little sore. So we're going to cut today's episode a little short uh, just so I can save my, my vocal resources uh, for the rest of the day. Whether you're new here or whether you're coming back to the show, thanks for being here. And if you're listening to the audio versions that drop Mondays, 5 a.m. Central Standard Time every Monday, um, anywhere that you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for being here. So uh, this podcast, the Video Simplify podcast, is all about helping you simplify the video creation process. And the whole process of creating content and the things that I do with simplifying the video creation process is to help you move your vision forward using video. And I put a ton of emphasis on cameras because the gear and the stuff that you use to make the videos and to actually get the vision going, start getting it out there so people know what you're doing, they understand your business, your brand, what you're all about and the like. All of that stuff is extremely important. However, if the gear is getting in the way, then it starts to be a problem. So either you can make a, a poor investment and it can hurt you and frustrate you and honestly make the whole creative process that much worse, or it can be actually what you're calling it in the beginning before you buy anything, or even after you've bought some stuff and maybe you're looking to upgrade, which is an investment. An investment is the goal is to yield a return, but you can't get a return if it's getting in the way. A lot of times on, on YouTube, you'll hear uh, a lot of content creators talk about how the gear doesn't matter. And it's to the point that's people will hear that, especially when they're in the beginning of their journey or they've made some investments and they're getting excited about the gear. They love it. I am just a gear fanatic about it. I love the cameras and all of the things of what it makes possible for content creating entrepreneurs. However, the whole honest issue when it comes to gear is not that the gear doesn't matter. And people will hear that and they'll misinterpret what that actually means and what they mean when they're saying it. It's not that the gear isn't important. The gear actually is important. Yes, you will have channels that do a massive and incredible growth stretch with just a smartphone. However, you'll have those that have a team and maybe they are doing all kinds of different uh, content strategies. They're on a lot of different platforms and they are still having massive success. So the gear is not gonna be the limitation of whether or not you are successful in your endeavors with video or not, but uh, it will make the difference in whether or not you're able to be creative, actually create the content that you desire to create and whether or not it gets in the way. So honestly, with an asterisk mark, gear actually is important, it does matter. Because if gear is the thing that's getting in the way or the lack of the right gear getting in the way, 
it's going to make you waste more time, make you honestly not want to do it because it involves a whole lot or you have to do a whole bunch before you get going. And learning videos by itself, it takes some time, it takes some efforts, and it's about being able to replicate and duplicate your creative workflow over and over and over again, sit down and create video after video after video, not create a thousand videos in 30 days kind of a thing, but just progressively moving forward with your gear, learning to use it and go deeper with it. Gear, like the, I'm saying gear in general, but, but I'll say the camera. Let's, I'll simplify this down to the camera. The camera actually does matter in the what you use. And I say that specifically because we're getting into the season where there is a ton of gear that's coming out. There's a ton of cameras specifically coming out. We just recently had the Sony ZV-1F that the F stands for, um, excuse me, it stands for um, fixed, the fixed lens. So unlike the ZV-1, which I actually have sitting here on the camera, uh, on the desk, and if I turn it on, you'll hear that little motor because it's zooming in and out, or it's, when you turn it on, it's, you know, come out. But the ZV-1F doesn't do this. It doesn't have where it can zoom in and out and get a bunch of different focal lengths. It literally is just one, which is 20 millimeters. And I was hesitant to say anything about when the Sony ZV-1F came out because I'm like, I have to think like, who, who is this camera for? Why would they make a camera so crippled, which Sony isn't known for doing that. That's a Canon thing. And it's just make you, makes you question, honestly, I say Canon, but a lot of brands do it. And all of them have some level of brand segmentation where you have there maybe sometimes cinema cameras or higher end of 3,000, 3,500, or maybe four grand or so camera. And that's just a camera body, no lenses, no, no memory card, no nothing. Make get a battery with it. And that's about it. And a, a good old branded strap that nobody uses. So you'll get that stuff, but it's just the camera body. Now, I had to ask myself, like, who is this camera for? And a lot of creators were <laughs> frustrated and upset. And my thing is like, what difference does it make if it's not for you? But I also question, like, who was that camera for? Like, who are you making it for? And unfortunately, the branding videos and all of the promotional videos and even, um, I'd like I get the press releases and stuff from Sony directly and all of the data when a camera or something like that comes out, even like the, the Xperia phones and stuff. And so I'm going through the press briefing and I'm reading all the stuff and I'm, I'm questioning, like, I see who they're saying it's for, but who is it for really? Who is who would buy this? Because I can't rightly recommend anybody that I'm necessarily I'm going to be working with to buy a camera like that. And I'll go into the why in, in just a bit. But when a camera comes out, you'll see what it's recommended for. You'll hear, especially like if you get it early and stuff, then you're supposed to say what it's for. And it's like, this is targeted towards such and such. So it helps to segment out who the camera is for. The problem with that is that's not always right. Like the Sony a6400, which I'm using to record the video version of the podcast right now, was marketed as a vlogger's camera because it had a flip up screen, literally the exact same type of camera of some of their previous models, some updated things and, and the like, but it wasn't a vlogger's camera. It didn't have any type of stabilization at all. No IBIS where you have the stabilization on the sensor. 
and no digital stabilization like you would see now on the ZV-1, um, the ZV-1F even, and the Sony ZV-E10, uh, and A74, and this FX30. Some of those newer cameras have them. Uh, A7S III, I think. But those cameras have some type of stabilization in them. A6400 had nothing. And so you would be reliant on lens stabilization, which isn't that great either. So it wasn't good enough to stand on its own with just to say that it would be good for vloggers. Somebody that doesn't know that they haven't been in the field, they don't study like a nerd, all of the ins and out and read all the doing calculations and all that extra other stuff. They're not thinking that they just see what that what people are saying is for and it's like, oh, okay, cool. They don't know that that's not what it's great for. It's like, imagine if a washer and dryer set was marketed for your clothes, but it really had built into it shoe racks and you could place your shoes on it. And that's specifically what it's created for, but it can also wash your clothes if you wanted it to, but that it wouldn't be best for that or delicate garments, for example. Okay, well, let's not market it as the secondary use, let's market it as the primary use. Only problem is with cameras, they just market it towards whoever would buy it fastest, un unfortunately. So the, the marketing and promo stuff doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily true. So it's like, yeah, people say it's good for vlogging. It's like, it's, it's really not. <laughs> it's a good camera. Could you vlog with it? Sure. Is it great for it? No. Because even with digital stabilization, even with IBIS, even with lens stabilization, unfortunately, the Sony cameras just aren't and haven't been historically the best cameras when it came to stabilization. It's just a fact. Now, none of the marketing stuff is going to do it. And obviously, when you get a camera, you're going to review it and you're going to try to, I would hope, tell the truth about it. But you can kind of see where some of fellow creators will kind of take a sharp edge and a fine point and just kind of sand it down a little bit, right? Kind of curve it a bit. I tend to be more aggressive and direct with that because I like to take the perspective that if it was my money, how would I feel if I had watched said videos, bought the thing based on recommendations, and then now I'm trying to use it based on how it's to be said. And it's like, well, it actually doesn't do what everybody said that it would do. So I, I kind of take it personal and probably I shouldn't to some extent, but I do. Now, I say all this to say, like when you look at the Sony ZV-1F and the camera that who that's targeted to, saying like TikTokers, vloggers and whatever, but to be very frank and honest, most modern day smartphones anywhere released in the last four or something years can do way more than what that camera is capable of. And I can't see them wanting to use it for the number one thing, the autofocus system that they put in there, which is a crippling type situation, is awful. Being very honest here. It's terrible. It's not great. It's the contrast detection autofocus, which is why you never hear me recommend a Panasonic camera, despite I actually love and enjoy Panasonic cameras. I used to own a bunch of them. Don't recommend them. Now, if somebody says, I want to stay with Panasonic, can you recommend me X, Y, and Z? Then it's like, okay, because they have specified that that is what they want. Have no problem with that. Or they say, I don't care what brand. I don't want to only limit it to this one or that one. It's like, I want to look at all of them. It's like, okay, great. You specified what you need. Most people don't have the wherewithal to do that. So they have to take what they're getting online, what they're seeing at face value. 
I tend to do things a little bit different. <laughs> so when you look at is, is the gear going to get in the way and you look at a camera like the Sony ZV-1F and the contrast detection autofocus, which like ha how Panasonic have it, it'll go, it knows that you're a person. It can detect a person, quote unquote. It can put the box on your face all day long, but how long before it actually acquires focus to that person? It'll go in front of you, see you and be like, okay, great. We, we got you. And then it'll go behind you, then come back to you in front of you. And then it's like, it stops. So you see that little wobbling or the pulsing and the, the whatever's and all of that. And some people have said, like, I've gotten the comment here, there it's like, Oh, I see the pulsing. No, the camera's just reacquiring focus. If I keep doing stuff like this, it's reacquiring focus. All autofocus systems do that. The difference is when you truly see pulsing, it goes to the background and then it comes back to the person or it goes to the background and it just stays back there and hangs out. That's contrast detection autofocus. I don't recommend any camera, any content creator that doesn't know what they're doing, doesn't plan to manually autofocus and actually twist the dial, get a camera like that. It's gonna be terrible. They show everybody, you know, dancing, doing the whole thing, whatever the TikTokers be doing, I don't know. It ain't, I ain't never pointed and danced in my life, okay? In a TikTok video, I, I'm not here with it. I think it once, it was, um, like I did like a boop, boop, boop. And that was it. So I got maybe one, one pointer video and it was still at the desk. Like, and that was it. That's as good as it's going to get out here in these streets. Okay. <laughs> but if you're doing all this motion, all this activity, all this boop, 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 moving all over the place, the autofocus is going to get lost at some point. Now, I don't know why and for the price of less than $200, I can't see that being a thing other than just to have a, a, a differentiator between the ZV-1 and the ZV-1F, which the ZV-1F is under the ZV-1. I can't recommend that camera, nor would I. I. I recommend nobody that if you're in the video simplified community, I would not recommend you get that camera because the autofocus, one of the pro top priorities that you've heard me talk about across any camera, any brands, anything to the benefit of the audience, reliable autofocus. Go back to 2019, you'll hear me talk about having cameras with reliable autofocus. It's the number one thing that I believe as a content creator entrepreneur, you need to have, you know why? Because when I'm done with this podcast, this video version of the podcast, I ain't recording nothing else. I'm gonna go have dinner and I'm gonna finish watching One Piece Okay. And have a good day, right? Get ready for Monday. So I don't intend to re-record. If this was a recording only and we weren't doing it live or whatever the case is, and for whatever reason, something went wrong with the autofocus, that video wouldn't get published because it would, the audio maybe would be fine, but the video version would need to be redone again because it's completely out of focus. And that sucks. It doesn't take too many times before you see like, like, okay, how can I explain this to you? When we are doing videos as creators, I don't know how far along you may be in your journey, but when we're doing videos as content creators, if you've been, if you've been making videos for some years, you know, this to be true. It's a setup process. When you get your camera, get your tripod, turn your lights on, hook up your microphones, get everything, start testing stuff to make sure everything is as it should be from the audio to the lighting, even just making sure no camera settings and stuff have changed. 
since you've done the last thing. Fantastic. Now, now what? You get ready to record. But once you get to doing your thing, you're looking into the lens of the camera. You're not looking at the screen because if I was looking at the screen, I'd be looking over here. But that's not what I'm doing. I'm looking at the lens. So I actually am not paying attention. I can see the box around my face, but I'm not paying attention to anything else around me because I'm focused on delivering the content. Now, when it comes to me sending this and we're going to make micro content from it and the like, when I look at the video and I see if I, if, or if I had seen that it was out of focus, that's a video. If it wasn't live, wouldn't get published. It'd have to get corrected or we would just have to cover it with B roll. That's the stuff that when you're new to all of this, you don't see, you don't know if the B roll is there intentionally or if the B roll is there to cover up a mistake. I'm just being honest with you. I don't publish anything that isn't true or like, especially when it comes to like autofocus tests, I'm not going to try to make Sony look better than Canon. If Nikon for some odd reason out of just blew everybody out of the water and I'm doing the autofocus test, comparing one to another, I'm not going to hide the results because I love Sony personally to make them look better. Is it like, yeah, they, you know, Nikon got the bag on this one. So <laughs> that would make it look like, look the truth. I would show the truth. I'm not going to bash any of my fellow creators. I'm just saying what you could do. Right. And I'm not saying anyone does do that, but I am just saying that sometimes it's like some certain things get cut out. Everything doesn't make it to the, the cut of the video. And sometimes what you see replicated on YouTube is not true and representative to your experience. For example, if I took the ca a camera like the Sony ZV-1F into an airport, yeah, 20 millimeters, it's wider so it can see me or whatever, you know, great shallow depth of field and all of that. Like it's giving, giving me the blurry background. Only difference is what happens when you get those people, it always happens at some point to walk up saying, hey, in the background, throwing the peace sign or uh, they come up to you and they say, what's up, what's up? Good, to, good, to, just getting in front of the camera, just saying, being goofy. Okay, well, now what? Is the autofocus going to hunt and pulse and figure itself out or what? It's those kind of instances that it's like, I have enough skin in the game. I've invested enough in cameras. I've invested enough in the right gear so that they truly are an investment. So when I get, when I'm recording footage, if the footage is messed up, it's because of me. It has nothing to do because of the gear messing up. What I take, issue with is when it's the gear getting in the way. And that's the stuff that when you're looking to buy a camera or you're looking to upgrade your camera, gear does matter. And the right gear does matter because if it's the wrong gear, it's going to make the difference between it getting in the way and you constantly have to say, oh, let, let me retake, let me hold on, let me refocus or tag. Like, how do I get this mug to focus on me? And it's like, okay, is it got me? And it's like, okay, okay, now does it have me? Like, that's all the stuff that gets cut out. And then you have to do a retake. So when I'm saying like the amount of content that we put out, the amount of content that I did myself before I had a team, before I had a video editor, before I had, uh, well, even my virtual assistants more active in, helping with the distribution of the content and the stuff like that before any of that stuff. And it was just literally me, anything that was getting done, it was only me. 
I do not want to have a dope something or I finally got my, I landed the way I wanted to say it and did all the extra things and blah, 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 blah. And the delivery and everything was right. Energy was on point. Then all of a sudden, the camera screwed me over. <laughs> it's like, man, that whole thing was out of focus. Golly. Now what? I have been there. That's why I'm saying like the gear does matter and it does make or break the process and the what you're doing and the how you're able to actually move your vision forward using video, which is the whole point of what I'm doing. Now, I have spent time with cameras like I spend no less than 30 days using only a specific camera when I first get it because I want to learn it. I want to know all of the things about it. So when I make certain recommendations and, and the like, or I choose not to, or I'm saying like, mm, I don't know, because even when I thought about like the who this camera would be right for, and we'll talk talk about that in just a second, but, and it's not just the whole thing is not to bash the, the um, Sony ZV-1F. I'm just using it as an example. Um, but it's just to say like, who would this be right for? And who would it be wrong for? My thing is just being careful of, being the person that sometimes what's being recommended or maybe what just came out is not right for you. Even though you you like it, if you buy it, just know that you also may be buying the issues that come with it. So, but I'll get into some more things that I wanna discuss when it comes to now transitioning that gear into making it into an investment or knowing if it's the right thing or the wrong thing for you right after this week's gear fix. This week's gear fix is brought to you by me, my brand, my gear over at Press and Sew. That was last week's episode, episode 98 of the podcast with Press and Sew. We talked all about the secrets for a merch store, having a dope merch store and the like. So this week's gear fix, you can go over to dyna.link forward slash gear fix and get some of the latest merch. We're going to be doing a winter special so that we have some winter gear over there because it's mostly t-shirts and the like right now we're going to get some long sleeves okay hey man get some hoodies out here in these streets so go to dyna.link forward slash gear fix to check out some of the gear and my merch over on Preston website dyna.link forward slash gear fix so when you think about the the camera that you're invested in like i said i'm i'm giving this sony zv 1f a hard time right now but it's just to show i'm very neutral when it comes to camera at some point i don't doubt i probably have a camera by everybody every brand or manufacturer at some point whether it's from a learning side of things or it's just for my own personal interest and the testing and you know stuff like that because i'm teaching video and so because of that i don't doubt that i'll have a camera by everybody but for the longest time i have used sony cameras and that's like since 2019 before then was just um canon and then panas canon and panasonic a, a mix of those two and so i've tried some nikon cameras i've tried some fuji cameras and it, j it just wasn't right for me then in 2019 when the a6400 came out and i tried sony it just found a, a home with sony if that's ultimately like i don't care what camera a creator uses but don't buy something that's just going to become a complaint and a constraint later on when you're trying to create your content if you're creating something that is only based on price and you buy too cheaply, you also will end up buying 
the issues that come with being cheap. If you buy a camera and it doesn't have all of the things that you need, you haven't made your list of non-negotiables, your camera that you think is going to be an investment is actually going to end up being a waste of money and a distraction and a disruption to you being able to create content. I'm saying all this because I greatly enjoy and love what I do, but I also am very much so um, just, I don't know. It's just like, I, like I absolutely adore what I do. I really do. But I'm also so concerned about the future creators coming behind me, the recommendations that I give and making sure that if you buy something, you are fully aware of what you're getting into. For example, the Sony FX30 came out, which is marketed as a cinema camera. And I don't doubt that based on some of the things that will be in there, it'll probably become like a Netflix approved camera. And that means it has to have some very high standards to meet in order for it to be approved for Netflix. And that's huge. So it's not because of any of those things or any of the reviews or any of the like, but it's because I've had this list, this wish list and my list of non-negotiables, which if you haven't heard me talk or teach on that before your list of non-negotiables is the things that I teach that said that is basically to say what a camera should have. It should have unlimited recording. It should have complete reliable autofocus system. It should have a microphone headphone port, a microphone and headphone port. Um, it should have a good lens selection. It should have a flip out screen and it should have USB-C internal charging or just at least USB internal charging, whether it's C or micro or whatever. It needs to have clean HDMI for live streaming. Um, and those are some of the bare bones basics that a camera should have. Those are the list of non-negotiables. I'm not recommending any cameras that don't have that. So a lot of Panasonic cameras, great they may be, whoever, name, person, fill in the blank, may use it, I don't care. It's not gonna be great for a content creating entrepreneur that doesn't have a team, hasn't gone to film school and doesn't plan to, and not trying to become a filmmaker, they care zero things about those things. They only are concerned with sitting down and making videos, again, to help move their vision forward using video, that business, that brand, that idea, whatever. So not having great autofocus, it's a big deal. So that's what I'm saying. Like I could, I was thinking like, who would this be for? I can think of a real estate um, investor that I know and thinking about, they make videos in the car. They also do videos in their office. Um, and sometimes they're uh, documenting a phone call to share that experience um, with other real estate investors so they know how to negotiate and handle a situation when they're speaking to a, a potential property owner or the like, and they're trying to acquire property. So if I think about uh, that client and the what they're doing and how they're able to document that process and what they're trying to capture in the point of their content camera that's out of focus and it focuses on the phone instead of fo focusing on the face it's just enough of an annoyance that it keeps happening every time they're recording or it keeps happening anytime they're doing something and i could and that's like the bare bones like bare minimum standards it's not going to work it's not going to work for them if you're doing a live stream and all of a sudden you look and you look at yourself and you see that you're out of focus or most of your video was out of focus and live streams out of focus. It's like, it becomes annoying. It becomes annoying and annoyances when it comes to your creative process are bigger than 
anything else, I believe, because the things that bother you are the things that give you excuses that you believe to be valid that keeps you from creating content. All excuses are equal. All excuses are equal to the point that it doesn't matter if it's your children. It doesn't matter if it's a job. It doesn't matter if you're sleepy. It doesn't matter if you're sick. It doesn't matter if you um, don't have a lot of time. All excuses are equal because they all keep you from going after and achieving the thing that you want. They all keep you from moving forward. They all distract you equally. Doesn't matter if it's your kids. Doesn't matter if you like it. Doesn't matter which one it is. All distractions are equal. They all keep you from the thing that is supposed to be allegedly more important, but you're being distracted away from it. And I know this to be true, like I said, because I've, I've gone through that process. And like I said, whether or not it's, it's a great piece of investment or it's something that maybe isn't right for you is, again, you have to make that list of non-negotiables. I'm gonna make a video uh, about this um, and that's what I was doing. I was working on it. I was like, you know what? I want to dive deeper than what I'm, what that video is going to be. Cause the video may be five to seven minutes on my main channel on YouTube. And I'm like, I really want to talk about this because we're getting into a heavy buying season and a camera like the Sony FX 30, everybody hears me excited about it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to do videos on it and be creating with it. Um, it's opened up the possibilities for even some visions and ideas. And I'm like, okay, this is the tool that makes this, 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 and this on my list uh, and goal list that I have possible. Not that I couldn't do it with other cameras. I'm just not going to be able to do it well. It's going to be some limitations that I don't want to be involved with. I don't want to deal with. I just don't. <laughs> so uh, I'm also looking at growth goals. What do I want to grow in doing by investing in this gear? So most people just think when they're buying a camera, like I have a goal to make YouTube videos, quote unquote. I get this a lot, especially on Instagram, because um, it has the DMs, even though I think TikTok has DMs or whatever. I don't think anybody uses them, <laughs> not to the extent like that I, I'm, I experience on um, Instagram, especially with the, uh, the difference in followership. And especially because YouTube, we don't have a DMs or not anymore because it used to be a terrible situation, full of spam, awful. So most people just kind of congregate to Instagram, which is cool. And I'll ask them, what are you, what's your intention of what you're doing? Why are you buying this camera? Make YouTube videos. Great. Why are you buying this camera? I want to make videos for my business. Great. Why are you buying this camera? Because I want to vlog. Now we're getting somewhere. It's like, okay, now what are your intentions when you're vlogging? What are the kinds of things that you're trying to do? Yeah, well, I, I know I'm going from my downtown office to um, home and, you know, I want to vlog and, and the lunch walk that I'll do, I want to vlog that. Um, there's some other, uh, it's a park maybe nearby my house. I want to walk and, and vlog that, um, vlog a little bit in the house. I know I want to do a live stream. Now, when you start making the list of the things that you plan to do with your gear, now we're getting someplace. Now we're just like, okay, great. Now we start to do, now think about the top 10 things that are utterly important and vital to what you want to do with this camera and like list the top 10 things. Now of those top 10 things are the top five, really the most important things that you plan to do with your camera. Like think through between this year, next year, the year afterwards and the year afterwards, can this camera you look at plan on buying survive your ideas? 
Can it survive the ideas that maybe you haven't even had yet? There's no goals that I've I've made or written to where the cameras that I have already couldn't do it. It just is just that it wouldn't be able to do it with the ease that the Sony FX30 will make possible for me. And that's the big that's the biggest thing. What is your camera going to make possible for you? If vlogging is the thing. It's like you want something like good stabilization. I honestly wish Olympus, the brand camera brand Olympus was more active in what they're doing, because to be honest with you, I think they would be almost they would probably make some of the most perfect vlogging cameras if they follow like the model that Sony's doing. They would have the, the vlogging industry on lock. They already have some phase detection autofocus, which was a big thing. It is a micro four third sensor. It's just like recording limits. They got weird limitations, but I plan to get some Olympus cameras in just because they, they Olympus is slept on so bad, but they make probably pretty close to what I would consider like almost a perfect vlogging camera. If that's the intent. Now, most people don't know that because they nobody's thinking about Olympus. It's like Sony, Nikon, Panasonic, Fuji. Like they're just thinking the main brands for the most part. But if that's your intent, it's like that may be a camera that gets recommended because it's right for the job based on that main top five, top 10 list of things that you plan to do with the gear, what you plan to do with your cam camera. What does it make possible for you? What is it going to be easy in doing? What is it going to be hard, make hard in doing? You know, what do you have to have to take extra considerations? I am the worst shaky vlogger, I think, period. <laughs> like, because I'm usually, I'm not thinking about hold my hand, like relatively steady. I'm still moving. As you can see, if you watch the video version of the podcast, if you're live, I'm, I talk with my hands. I still do the same thing, even when I'm holding the camera and I'm standing still. And it's like, I had just noticed that um, some months back. And I'm like, that's why I'm like, why the... Why am I shaking the camera? I talk with my hands and I didn't stop talking with my hands, even though I was holding the camera. You live and you learn. And so when you're walking and I'm still talking with my hands and I'm going through the airport. Good luck, Chuck. OK, we just may throw some B-roll over that. Right. <laughs> but these are the things that you won't know until you are doing the things. But if you're you aren't asking great questions, you're not going to get great answers. And I think that's where a lot of creators make a mistake when trying to make investments with the what they're doing. So if you plan to make an investment, if you plan to buy some gear, because I'm be making a lot of recommendations as we close out the uh, the year, because it's a it's a lot of great cameras and it's a lot of great gear. It's a lot of uh, gear that by the time we're done with this tech season, uh, this Techtober, and all of this, it really won't be too many more things. We'll be getting into like breaking ground tech territory moving forward as good as autofocus is it's like there are some things that sony's doing to make it even better that i'm seeing canon doing this making it even better so but the basic bare bones basic just about every brand will be doing the bare bones basic minimums that a camera should be doing and some plus a few other things the difference is the features in a camera is not like the features in a car where it's just nice to have it's nice if you got the backup camera and the cheating system that parks it for you and all of that. But it's no big deal if you don't. You just need to learn to park yourself <laughs> or how to drive in reverse a little bit or whatever. But it's not going to keep you from 
buying a car like it's no big deal with cameras it is a big deal it does make a big difference and a feature is not just a fun thing it can make or break your experience with the content creation and i believe one of the things that honestly interrupts a lot of creators creative process in the journey they don't complete the journey they just stop and i get those horrible emails every year that somebody bought a camera they bought all the other accessories and all the things to go with it and they haven't made anything have made anything it's just sitting on it baffles me to this day but i know some of the factors that kind of contributed and it's it's a lot once you put the camera on the tripod and you get ready to start creating content, let alone to let the camera, when you start using it, become a distraction and a deterrent because it's getting in the way. So does gear matter? Yeah, it matters quite a great deal. But I think as more cameras are, are coming out, just already have your list of things of what you plan to do. What are your goals? What are some of the things that you wanna do uh, with your gear? And how is your camera either gonna get in the way or how is it gonna make it possible uh, for you? But that's what I'm gonna leave it for uh, this week's episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. And as I love to end all of our episodes, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. With that guys, though, with passion, I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.